So here we are, my final conversation with you as lead pastor. And I gotta tell you that this is pretty weird for me, but also good. This morning, we're gonna be in John chapter six, and we are, are continuing with this series that we're calling Jesus Asks. And the question that we're gonna see this morning is a question that, that Jesus is absolutely still asking you today, and it's this, are you also going to leave? Now, I wanna call out the irony in this question is this is my last Sunday at MBIC. So you have to know that the answer to this question is emphatically no, right? Emphatically no, so make sure that you all come back to MBIC next week. But the reason that I went with this question is that it really comes from what is one of my favorite passages in all of scripture and really does capture my hope and my prayer for our church family in the weeks and the months and the years to come. But for this question to make sense for us, you're gonna have to understand the context of the question, the backstory that's here, and and the storyline that is happening as Jesus asks this, so let's start there. If you were with us last week, we had Eldon Fry with us, and, and Eldon made the point that no matter what is happening in your life, that Jesus is enough that he has gifted you and resourced you with enough. And again, he himself, no matter, it is, no matter what it is that you're facing, that Jesus is enough. And we pull that from the question, how much bread do you have? Which comes from the story of, of Jesus feeding the 5,000, probably at least 20,000 people all together and, and he feeds these people from five loaves of bread and two fish. And while last week we were in Mark chapter six, the very same story is actually where we're at this morning in John chapter six. And there's an interesting detail that we see in John chapter six. It says that as these people react to Jesus feeding all of this, this giant crowd, it says in verse 14 of John 6, when the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, surely he is the prophet that we've been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. So the crowds at this point are all about Jesus. And we need to remember that because things are quickly gonna change here in John chapter six. So Jesus slips away and the disciples go down to the the seashore to wait for him. It's getting dark. Jesus isn't coming back. And so the disciples hop in a boat to cross the lake, the Sea of Galilee, and a storm erupts and the disciples are, are straining at the oars and suddenly they, they see Jesus walking on the water and it totally freaks the disciples out. But Jesus says, hey, hey, don't be afraid, I am here and miraculously delivers them to their destination. And so the very next day, the crowd realizes that the disciples have got, gotten into the boat and have left but Jesus didn't get in the boat with them and they're trying to figure out where Jesus is at and so they go to look for him and they actually find Jesus on the other side of the Sea of Galilee and this starts like this long 45 verse conversation that really goes all the way to the end of of, of the chapter. And so these people ask, so Jesus, when did you get here? And baked into that question is Jesus, how did you get here? And Jesus calls them out and says, essentially, you all wanna be with me because I fed you. 
you're all more interested in the gifts that I can provide and not, not in me, the giver of those gifts. And the people say, you know what? We wanna, we wanna perform God's works too. What should we do? And Jesus gives them the answer that we see in verse 29 of John chapter six. It says, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. And it's here that we see this, this, this word believe, this, this dynamic, this, this idea of believing that we're going to see on repeat throughout the rest of the chapter. In verse 30, they answer, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? And this is pretty audacious, right? These people have just witnessed a miracle lunge that they know that Jesus got to the other side of the lake in some special way, but it's still not enough for them. And as the conversation goes on, if we jump down to verse 35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty, but you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. Jesus is linking this idea of this miracle lunch with who he is, his identity, and his mission. If we drop down to verse 40, Jesus goes on, for it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. And and it's here in John chapter 6 that the mood of the conversation starts to turn, to turn from let's make Jesus our king to who does this guy think he is? Verse 47 gets us back to the word believe. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. And then as we come into verse 51, there's this. Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever and this bread which I will offer so that the world may live is my flesh. And this sets these people off. They ask, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? But Jesus doesn't stop there. He doesn't let up. He says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. And while today we know we understand that Jesus is referring to his death, to his crucifixion, these people cannot wrap their heads around this. And that brings us then into John chapter 6, verse 63, and we see this. Jesus continues, the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you do not believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, that is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, and here's our question, are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Okay, took us a while to get here, but that's the context of the question that we're looking at this morning. 
everything that we just looked at in the past four minutes goes into this question that Jesus is asking his closest followers here, are you also going to leave? And the reason that I went through that backstory, through that context, step by step by step, is that I want you to see that backstory and I want you to see just just how important believing is to the question. Again, John chapter six, verse 29 says it so well. Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one that he has sent. So in those verses that we just looked at, how many times did we see the word believe? I have no idea. I, I, I didn't count them. But it's fair to say a lot. Right, so, so we know that, that this, this idea of believing, this, this dynamic of believing is critical to the story, is critical to this question that Jesus is asking here. And this believing you have to know is not how we think about believing. It's not primarily a question of the head. Right? It's not about, about wrapping your head around some facts. It's not about, about giving mental assent to Jesus. What it is, is this, and I love this definition, I stole it. It's in John chapter six, believing is the controlling factor of your existence. When Jesus is talking about believing, he's talking about the controlling factor of your existence. I love this, a radical reorientation of your life and to trust without reserve in Jesus. And so when Christ asks this question to the disciples, when Christ asks this question to you, are you also going to to leave? I think that the question before us this morning really is this, will you trust without reserve in Jesus? Will you put all of your reliance, will you put all of your confidence, will you put all of your dependence on Christ? And I think it's this that really is at the heart of this question that Jesus asks. And I absolutely love Peter's answer here. Where else are we gonna go? Jesus, you have the words of life. Peter is saying that there is no one, there is no other option out there that can deliver the life that Jesus delivers. And as best as we can understand all of this, as best as we can muster it, Jesus, we will trust you. When I came into this role as lead pastor some five years ago, I was not qualified for the job. The church asked to have someone step into this role that had 10 years of pastoral experience. The secret is I'm still not qualified in that I only have eight years of experience at this point. But I I was here on staff and I was going through the, the process to be licensed as a BIC pastor. And that really is a fun process, not really. It means you have to have to answer all of these theology questions and all of these doctrine questions. And for me, that was like a 25 page paper and you submit that and then you get to sit down with a team of pastors and the bishop and they get to grill you on what you have written. And so I submitted that paper and then prepped for this sit down with this team. And, and I have to tell you, I wasn't really looking forward to that. But the day came and apparently they let me in because here I am today. 
But after that conversation, the, the bishop asked to have lunch with me and, and drop the news that the pastoral search time, so this is five years ago, the, the, the pastoral search team here at Mannheim BIC wanted me to come and to meet with them to chat. And, and when I heard that, I about fell out of my chair. I literally said, can I go to the bathroom for a few minutes just to begin to even process that? And so we finished our lunch and on the way home from that conversation, I called Cindy and Cindy picked up the phone and I said, so what are you doing next Tuesday? And she said, I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not going to talk to the pastoral search team. (laughs) Somehow she knew what was up. And yes, we did go talk to the pastoral search team and that conversation literally bounced around the room about 17 different times. And the very next morning, the bishop calls me and asks if I can, can meet for breakfast and I was convinced that I was gonna get yelled at. Like I was convinced the bishop was gonna say, what was that? But instead told me that the search team wanted me to come and to be the lead pastor. And I've got to tell you that I fought against that. Like I was reading all about Moses and Gideon and these super reluctant leaders. But I could not shake that this was something that God was calling me to. Something that God wanted me to do in this season. And really that has been my definition of success now for several years. It's being faithful to whatever you feel like God is calling you to. It's trusting Jesus, no matter how crazy that might look. And me being lead pastor at Mannheim BIC felt awful crazy to me. And so in the face of that unknown, I stepped into this role And God has been so very good to us. To me, my family, to us as a church, these five years have been good. There's also been hard parts. There's been terrifying parts. My degree's in economics, not in pastoral anything. Um, It's been stretching, but it's also been super rewarding. And, and, And I can't help but think that God has allowed me to play a role a small five-year role in the story of Man I'm BIC that helps us bridge from what was to what will be here at Man I'm BIC, even though we don't fully know what that next chapter looks like. But the thing that I can tell you from my side of the story is this, as I, I once again step into the unknown and it really brings us back to our question, will you trust without reserve in Jesus? Will you put all your reliance, all your confidence, all your dependence on Christ? Because if you will, if you will double down on the person of Jesus, right? you as a church corporately, you in your individual life, if you will double down on the person of Jesus, if you will trust Christ without reserve in your life, there is no end to what he might do in and through you So stand by to be amazed. A year ago, our our church leadership board gave me a month away. I asked for it. They gave me a month away, a month of sabbatical. 
to begin to think through what I was sensing God calling me to, to stay here at Mannheim BIC or to step away. And I wrestled with the decision to step into the role and you have to know that I wrestled with the decision to step away from this role. This is such a special church family. Like I have never seen anything like this in my life with such a real and impactful presence in our community. So many awesome things are happening here. Plus me stepping away doesn't just affect me and my family, it affects you too. And so I wrestled as I stepped away for sabbatical and actually spent a lot of time out on trails. I'm an outside guy and so did a number of overnights out on the Appalachian Trail. I think I was out on the AT like every single week of that month. Trail running, time in nature helps me to clear my head and it's also an awesome opportunity to pray. And during that month of me being away, during that sabbatical, my mind was full of questions. Do I step away? And if I do, where do I go? What kind of role? What kind of church? We were very open to to moving, but where might we end up? Lots of questions and absolutely zero answers. But but at the core of it all, a desire to trust Jesus without reserve. Fast forward one year, right? Fast forward to this October, beginning of this month, I found myself almost one year later to the day out on another trail, a very different trail. And since I'm an outside guy, I wanna show you what this trail looks like. Can we play that video? That really has nothing to do with my sermon. Just, I love being outside. That's like 15 minutes away from, from our new house. But as I was hiking back there with Luke, it struck me that here I am almost, almost a year to the day and I was on the AT with so many questions and God has shown up in such amazing ways and now there, there's all these answers in front of us. I shot that video just after having taken the call that that we have a house in Phoenix. Through this past year, I have realized in in a renewed sort of way how, how God has wired me to really appreciate walking with people in a close relational way and felt like he was giving me the freedom to explore opportunities that would give me more space to do that. And so a couple of months ago, when I announced that I was stepping away, about two weeks later, I applied to a pastoral care role in, in Phoenix. And that quickly became a pre-screening interview that was supposed to be 30 minutes, but it was more like an hour and a half. 
and then a phone conversation with that search team that was an hour, and then a conversation with the lead pastor there that was another hour and a half, and then that turned into an invite to actually come and spend three days with them in Phoenix, which became an invitation to actually join them there. And there have been amazing things that have happened in this process, right? So the role that I'm going to will provide pastoral care, yet the lead pastor at this church in Arizona is fairly new to his role as well. And in his prior church, he had a bunch of spiritual directors available to his congregation. And it just so happens that I'm in that kind of training right now. That wasn't in the job posting at all. After my long conversation with the lead pastor there during an afternoon back in July, I hung up with him and it was, it was 12.30 and, and at one o'clock I got a call from a mentor of mine who is a pastor of, of a little country church up in the mountains of Colorado. And we talk about once a month. And so we had scheduled this phone call before. And so he calls me at 1 p.m. That, that very same day that I just talked to the lead pastor there in Arizona. And, and he said, how's it going? And I said, man, things are pretty crazy. And he keyed in on that. And he's like, well, what does that mean? And as I explained this story to him, my, my mentor, Joe, asked me the name of, of the pastor in Arizona. And I told him, and Joe just starts to laugh. Joe knows two pastors in Arizona, one of which just happens to be this guy that I'm going to go serve with in Arizona. They met last year when they were both on a nine-day tour of Israel. And it was then that, that I started, I'm a little bit slow sometimes, it was then that I started to realize that something was happening here, that this was more than a coincidence, that my conversation with this church in Arizona was going someplace. And they must have felt the same thing too because they offered me the job. Then we put our house on the market. It sold in five hours. Again, just another confirmation. And the reason that I share all of this is because Cindy and I have seen God do some remarkably amazing things on our side of the story as we step into something new. And I am absolutely convinced that God is gonna do remarkably amazing things on your side of the story as MBIC steps into something new. As God brings you a new lead pastor. But it all goes back to our question for this morning. Will you trust without reserve in Jesus? Will you place all of, your, all of your reliance, all of your confidence, all of your dependence on Christ? Because if you will double down on Jesus, again, you as a church family, corporately, you in your individual life, if you will double down on the person of Jesus, if you will trust Christ without reserve in your life, there is no end to what he might do in you and through you. And that really is my prayer for you as I step away. If my time with you has, has accomplished anything, I hope that it has given you the courage, given you the faith, inspired you to look at the beauty of Jesus constantly to look at how, how God has loved you through his son Jesus, to see and to know and experience that Christ is the bread of life, Christ is the source of life, eternal life in the someday, and a deep, rich, profound, meaningful life in the here and now. But it all comes down to our question, where else are you gonna go? 
Will you double down on the person of Jesus? Because if you do, I promise you this, if you trust Christ without reserve in your life, again, there is no end to what he might do in you and through you. And so I wanna end by simply saying thank you. Thank you to all our staff members. Thank you to our leadership board and our deacons and and all our, our other leadership crews. Having right people on the bus and leadership really does make all of the difference for this lead role. I wanna say thank you to you. Thank you for allowing me to be your pastor for these five years. Again, when I first started this, I'd preached eight times in my life. I had no idea what I'm doing. I still probably don't. But you have been so patient and gracious with me. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for, again, your patience as I stumbled through this role at times. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your prayers. The way that you have volunteered and invested into this church family. Thank you for all the, the cards and the emails and, and the gifts that you have given to us over these last couple of weeks. Thank you for those that came out to the send-off last week. Those kind of things really aren't my jam, but that was such a good time. Our, our family totally felt the tangible love of, of MBIC. And so thank you. I'm gonna end this morning by praying over us. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the words of a benediction that really means a lot to me. So, so my, my pop-up Thomas read these same words over my family and I just before we left for South America. And so this is a special thing to me and I wanna read the same thing over you this morning as I say goodbye. This is Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever.